Hello, Dwayne Drummond here with Allie Alberigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Good morning, Allie, and great to be with you today, sir. Hey, good to be with you as well, and, and great to be here on the call. I'm excited, and uh, um, this is a great topic, but I'm just excited to be back chatting with our uh, listeners, you know. And to be back on a regular schedule. You know, I think I have my Wednesdays pretty pretty free right now, which is <laughs> working out for me, you know. Uh, my my, uh, my Thursdays are full, you know, uh, with that. Right, right. School, school that I'm doing uh, the PE program for all day long. Uh, that's okay. Uh, making good, making good money, but it's taxing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, hey, listen, you know, business is business. Like you and I were just chatting before we went live, and we're like, "How's business?" Well, it's booming. And I'm like, well, what you know? What's the real main factor? Is because you and I are out there kicking butt every day. You know, like it's a, you know, you could hire someone that has that same drive as an owner. I mean, they call it entrepreneurial spirit. However, um, very rarely will you get someone that does what we do because we have a vested interest in the company. And, you know, we have right. that, that attitude where I'm going to do whatever I can to make it work, right? Build up the business. You know, I'm working day and night. I mean, I'm tired. I, I might look tired, too. I mean, I looked at myself in the mirror today, and I'm like, I look tired today. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just that always working day and night, six, six days a week, five to six days a week, nonstop, nine in the morning till like, eight at night. You know, so, but, but I yeah. love it. But it's a good tired, right? Yeah, that's what my teacher used to say, right? We talked about that. A good, what is it, a good tired or a bad tired? And, you know, I don't know how you schedule your day, but normally, um, you know, I'll be in the office working at least from 8 to noon. Um, right. So four hours of productivity. But then come noon, I'm usually eating lunch. And I usually take an hour for lunch. Um, and then sometimes I'll even, I would say three out of the, three out of the five days after lunch, I actually take a nap. And so I'll nap for yeah. about a half an hour, um, before yeah. I, you know, get back into the swing of things, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally do. And by the way, um, I do the same exact thing. Like every day before I go in, I'll take, I tell Nicole, I'll call her on the phone. I'm like, oh, it's my nap time. I'm taking a 20 minute nap sit on the couch, my dogs climb on top of me, fall asleep, we all take our little 20-minute nap, I get up, and then I go teach for three or four hours. So um, pretty pretty amazing. But uh, I need that, too. I need that recharge, right, to be able to get myself right for the, for the next phase of my work day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So today, today we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about uh, onboarding. Uh, it yeah. used to be uh, back in the day, uh, let's see, the uh, when I learned this concept from uh, at the time Professor Hafner, now it's uh, Grandmaster Hafner. Um, okay. He called it the path. He called it the path. Right. Um, and you know now nowadays it's called onboarding. And so the definition yeah. is something like this: is you know what are what are the uh, the touches, the touch points that are happening from you know somebody being uh, becoming an inquiry all the way to, uh, uh, you know, setting up an appointment to showing up to then doing class and then signing up. What is your onboarding process for that? Um, because really, we, we could break this down into a few different categories. What is your onboarding process to get an inquiry to become an enrolled student? And then the next uh, onboarding process would be, what do you do now that they are a student in order to get them to their next belt? Uh, again, this uh, professor happened to called it the path, or you know the way. Uh, now nowadays it's called onboarding. So it, it doesn't really matter what you call it, but if you want the trendy name, it's called onboarding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I'm listening. I have my I have my house being painted, and the guy is singing in the background. His name is Chris, one of my students and old friends. Even though I told him not to, he's singing. But uh, maybe yeah, he heard yeah. me now and he, he won't do it. But anyway, so you're right, though, dude. You know what? I, what we do to onboard, but let's talk about, before we start talking about what we do, let's talk about why you and I have had this conversation um, more and more so in the last few months about onboarding and putting different systems in place. But what was, what did you find the problem was when you didn't onboard properly? Like, you know, what did you find? And, you know, because we talk about, hey, if we do it right, it makes our lives so much easier and blah, blah, blah. So could, could you give us a little insight on that? Like, what, what were you having some issues? Did you 
have a, a harder time, you know, like were, were people less ed- educated, like et cetera, et cetera. So what do you have? Yeah, sure. So prior to um, actually sitting down and creating an, uh, uh, the path or the onboarding process, I think I was doing it haphazard. Well, I know I was doing it haphazardly. So I know that I know I, I know I knew that this needed to be done, but it wasn't documented. That needed to be done, that wasn't documented. And then so or checkpoints to make sure that they were done. Things were getting lost. Things weren't happening in the time that they were supposed to happen, or wouldn't happen altogether. I'd forget to do them, especially when I was, right. a, you know, a one-person show to a certain yeah. degree. I've never been. I've never been a totally one-person show because when TriStar started, there was uh, four partners. I was one of them, and so we we kind of had a uh, a team already, which made things a little bit easier. I was the teacher. Another person was the office. Um, right. And so in the beginning, I. I all I did was, uh, you know, introduce myself to people that walked in. Uh, I would teach a great class, and the office would take care of everything else. Once I started yeah. getting my hands into the, into the business a little bit more, you, you know, I started to realize that, you know, look, we needed a, a phone script. And then from the phone, phone script, we needed certain certain things in that phone script, all the way to, well, where we at, where, you know, where we're at today. But I would say that, I was doing a path, but it wasn't a consistent path, and right. therefore there wasn't there wasn't measurable results that could happen because even if I did measure it, they wouldn't have been accurate measurements based upon the fact that not everything was getting done all the time and or in the same way as they are now. Does that make sense? Right. Totally. Listen, I think that it was so important for me and um, that uh, – I constantly found myself saying things like, um, I can't believe those people, they were oblivious, or, you know, I can't believe it, they just don't listen. Um, I, sorry about any of the noise that we have, so ninja sit, be, okay. be quiet. <laughs> and, um, again, it's having somebody here always creates that kind of thing with my, my dogs. But um, So I was always saying to myself, like, listen, I can't believe it. You know, I, I told that person 15 times, and they just don't get it, or... I find myself saying things in, in a negative way, feeling like, oh, my God, these people are so stupid. They don't listen to a word I say. Or I say things like, hey, they don't give a crud. You know, every time I tell them something, they just don't listen. Right? And, and again, I, I had to – when I shifted my mindset to continually point the finger inward, you know, like that old Buddhist saying, you can always point the finger outward, but the hardest part is to point it inward at yourself, to yeah. look at yourself and what you're doing. I always wanted to shift the blame back to me. Um, you know, I, I had a special event at my school, and I told everyone that if no one else other than, let's say, the Black Belt Club should be there, yet everyone showed up. So I had to ask myself, why is, is the general population not getting that message? Why are they not hearing what I have to say? Did I do my job good enough to be able to make that communication network, that, you know, that onboarding process the best it could ever be? Um, and uh, if the answer was no, because obviously they didn't know it, they said, hey, you never told me that, or I didn't read your book, you know, or whatever the case may be. It, it was my fault, the bottom line, because whatever was going to happen, they'd be mad at me, and I was going to make them angry, or they were going to quit because they didn't like it, or they were going to um, never get the message quite quite uh, as as they should. So it was my fault, right? Um, and, and it only hurt me and hurt my school. Right. Yeah. Right. In the long so, run. Yeah. And you are. We are. We are the ones that ultimately are responsible for everything, and so the finger right. does have to point back at us. Um, it's Absolutely. hard as a person to do that, but I would say even more so as an entrepreneur and a martial artist because there's a lot right. of pride in in martial artists. And so to point that finger back at yourself and go, you know, I am the problem. Yeah, you know, that's and, and you know, you know, remember that remember that old saying, and you and I have already debated this not not between each other, but we've already debated the saying where that customer is always right, which is not always true, right? Um, it's not always. By the way, I like your mug. Take your country back. It says on your mug. Um, uh, yeah, that's awesome. My, I have one here, which is, is my daughter bought for me as a Trump mug, and it says all the little selling things that he has, you know. And it says, Dad, don't let me tell you something. You're a model and great father, literally a great one. I love you. You're very special. You're, you know, huge. You know, like that kind of, like going through all his little things. But, um, and then she got me, she got me this Trump head, paperclip head thing. So she 
knows she knows yeah, like what funny. makes me giggle and laugh. But so so what's interesting to me is that um you and I sat hey, can I ask, can I ask you a, yeah. can I ask you a quick question before you get into sure. that? I know this is still off topic, but um I believe they made Obama Chia pet heads. Oh, did Are they, they gonna make I thought so. Are they going to make Trump chia pet heads and make it orange? I don't know because his hair is orange. They'd have to get an orange plant, right? <laughs> would, when you showed me that head, I just, just, yeah, just reminded me of that. Yeah, anyway, it's sorry. hysterical. Um, yeah, so you and I have been chatting a lot, and we're like, okay, how – and by the way, everyone probably pretty much knows this by now that you and I both use Spark. Um, Spark membership is our software. And uh, it made our jobs a little easier because they do have a whole bunch of automations is what they call it, where we can set things in place based on a tag. Um, and the tag might be, okay, brand new member, brand new member. And then, okay, a brand new member tag will then trigger a series of emails. And in the email, it could have a video, an intro video. It could have a letter. And then you could send out the next next week or two days later, a text message, and then an email, and a text message, or two text messages in a row, um, over the course of, let's say, six months. That used to be something that I would always share, not something that I invented, but I kind of worked into a 246, it used to be 246 calls, and I did 246, 10-week and six-month calls um, back in the day, and I had a whole system worked out for it with a series of scripts, and my, my program managers would call up and supposedly ask the questions, but never did. Um, you know, supposedly made the calls, but never did. Um, and even though I was asking if they did and they were saying yes and they were checking the boxes saying that they did, they really didn't. Um, and uh, But long story short, now I know it gets done because it's a computer. And the computer doesn't have any moods. It doesn't have an attitude. It doesn't have any laziness. It just does exactly what we say. So, yeah, it might be a little bit generic in its form, but we can write our emails to be very personalized so people actually think yes. it's coming from us. However, um it never, ever doesn't do what it says, right? So we get everything done that we need to get done. So it's pretty amazing. Um, someone just asked us a question. What would you two say are the most important items to target for onboarding? We're going to get into all of that stuff for you right now, uh, Paul. So uh, we're going to chat a lot, a lot about all the things that we do. In fact, Dwayne, do you have any other comments on that and then you want to jump right in? Or? I, I just would say that this is one of the most important things that you could ever do is to actually sit down and document what you want to happen. And then if you are wanting the opinion of your instructors or program director, then, you know, get their opinion based upon what you've documented and, and thought about. And they might come up with something to add into it or subtract from it based upon right. their suggestions. Um, and the reason I say bring them into it is, or the reason I say you develop it first and then bring them into it, they're the ones that are probably doing it every single day if you're not the one. And so it would be important right. to get at least their um, perspective and opinion. Um, and then from that, also a little bit of buy-in, because they're the ones that are going to be doing it. And if you can get maybe some of their suggestions and put them in, and they're good ones, and you put them in, they're going to feel like uh, they, they've they helped create this system for you. And that's going to be important yeah. because then, then they're going to be more apt to follow up and follow through with, the, uh, with that system. But it just it does take time, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it does take time to actually sit down and think about how you want to map this out. And then right. from there, write it out, and then after writing it out, um, how are you going to track to make sure that, those things are getting done because yeah. it's one thing to put a system in place, but if you're not measuring that system and tracking it to make sure that it's getting done, then it's not going to do you any good uh, to do that. So those would be my my uh, yeah. tips in the beginning before we start getting into actual practical things. Well, here's the thing. So, I, so, so adding to what you just said, I think it's super important for us to say, okay, what is the message? What is the um, – philosophy, what is the protocol, um, and how do we want our people to think? Like, I'm not saying that we're going to change their mindset and change who they are, but when, I'll give you an example. Like, for example, like, um, I, I have the Tesla, right? I have the Tesla sedan, the Model S Tesla, and um, we get updates on our software pretty much, like, weekly. Like, it, before I shut my car off, it'll say, um, 
would you like an update this this evening at 2 a.m.? It's going to take about four hours, and then it updates it. And then, then when I wake up in the morning, I open my car, and I get in my car, and it'll tell me on the dash what they've done to make our systems better. So they added better communication. They added in a new safety measure for, you know, lane changing. They did blah, 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 blah. And it's constantly updating me on my car because if it didn't do that, and by the way, I don't really read through. I just, like, breeze through and jump in my car and take off. Um, but there's so many updates they do. So how do we get our people to really truly, truly, truly understand what our philosophy is? And you and I just did, I did a debate last week with John Graydon on traditional martial arts versus, you know, um, you know, sport martial arts or modern-day martial arts. And um, so, so a perfect example is what, what do I want my students to know um, as a uh, as a Long Island Ninjutsu Center member, how should they think? What should they look for? What should be their philosophies? You know, what should be the things that they brag about, the parents, about, oh, no, no, my kids do this. They don't just do that. You know, so, like, you got to share that all with them, and that's all part of the onboarding process, right? So I think that a person should first list 20 top things that they want their people to think like, look like, act like, be like, um, and uh, and understand, and then we have to start slowly putting in a system, like you said, that map, map, like um, I have it on my wall right here, map by Tony Robbins, Massive Action Plan, like what's the plan to get them to, to, get them to be where they are, and how do we get them to listen, right? That's, that's an important thing. Yeah, and Darren, he, he uh, did a comment here, and he says, you know, your processes will keep changing. You'll need to update your um, onboarding as things change. Um, yeah. you know, at your school. And that's absolutely true. Um, in the beginning, uh, we didn't have Spark, right? Uh, right. And so uh, there was a lot of automations that were being uh, done manually, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I used to have what was uh, called our, our uh, telephone inquiry worksheet. Let me share that with right. everybody. Let me know when you can see this. Uh, here we go. Let me throw that up on the screen. All right. Cool. So this part of this telephone inquiry worksheet, I would say the the the, the left half of it <clears throat> is a phone script. Right. And I took a lot of that from um, Tommy, Tommy, uh, I can't Tommy Lee. Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. Tommy Lee. Good, yeah, I have good bought, buddy of mine. Uh, one of yeah, I bought uh, his system, and I can't think of the name of the system right now. Uh, oh, here it is, Step-by-Step -step Success. Uh, right. I just was looking in one of, one of my files here. So Step-by-Step -step Success is that system. And so um, what he had was he had the basically the, um, the phone script. What I added into it, obviously some of my verbiage, but the other thing was on the right-hand side there, you can see that, I have um, stats and things that are happening, touch points yeah. that are going to happen. So, you know, not to berate this and go through this, uh, uh, you know, one by one, but basically, you know, uh, right there on the right-hand side, it's are, are they a, a tiny little ninja, little ninja, a CT, a TT? CT is children traditional, TT is teen traditional, and an adult traditional. You know, we checkmark what that is. Is it a paid trial or a free trial? What type of trial? The cost, the receipt number. This is back when we had to write physical receipt numbers, right? The uniform size that we gave on the belt size. And there's even a checkbox to make sure mm -hmm. that, you know, we did it. All the way down yeah. to do we take the picture, check it off. Name on the uniform, time card made. Yeah. Uh, Dropbox folder, that means that we just we scan this and put it in Dropbox and all this other stuff and upload the picture and yada, yada, yada. But even into, as I scroll down a little bit more, you can see the enrollment conference date and time, their trial ends, uh, and then all the way into the prospect process. So these are terms for us, but, you know, this was the uh, TriStar weekly um, inquiry. And then there's a um, an app. Anyways, but I'm through. Even when we had Spark, I put Spark in there before we started automating things, right? You used to say Antipart yeah. rather than Spark right there. Yeah. You know, did we put the marketing source in? Did we tag in Bradley? Did we have them as a trial phase? I mean, just everything was on paper 
Um, and so, you know, basically what I did was I, I took all of this and I, I made the process inside of Spark and then added some things because of automation. But yeah. this was this was our flow in the beginning. This telephone inquiry worksheet was our flow all the way to even the back page where, you know, do you know where we're located? And they say yes. And right. they say, well, then you know we're located behind Homestar Bank off of North Street. Well, so how many people? You know, <laughs> you know what? One thing, I let me interrupt you just one second. So, But a lot of this stuff, you and I also, when we automated back in the day, it took us like four different softwares to get done what we needed to get done. You know, we both had, you, you showed me Entreport. I eventually bought Entreport. Um, and, you know, I used to use a text messaging service and emailing company service all of these different things. Now through Spark, we're able to do it all. Um, I hate to sound like we're like selling Spark. Even Ron Zell, the owner of Spark, was just on. Did you see? He came in and said hello yeah. just now on, on our post. Um, but uh, but uh, so maybe hint, hint, wink, wink, maybe he'll uh, he'll do some sponsorship with us or something like that um, You know, for our podcast. But you know what's interesting, though, now a lot of this stuff, it's what you could do everything you just said literally in an automation where um, – and then you could send a tag where it's, you know, in the automation, the next step should be to set a, um, set a, uh, an event, so, or like give yourself a, t a task. And then the task will come up in the task bar and it'll say, okay, um, now we have to make a phone call. Or now we have to mail them a hard copy flyer. Or now we have to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you can not only do automations, but send that out, but also assign yourself a task. So um, this is amazing what you did, and, and I, I used to do something very similar. And, and I, this is you see, the listeners; they have to see how organized you were when it came to onboarding your clients, right? Right. So you want to yeah. continue? Yeah. Yeah. So um, just all the way through to all of the descriptions, right? Everything that's that's on there. Now, now what I have um, with regards to that is I do have a telephone inquiry worksheet. Uh, but it's just it's just the telephone inquiry. So it's right. online, and I don't have it on this computer. I actually have it on the computer at the studio. But there is a uh, like let me uh, let me do this here. So there is a uh, this is my Spark link right here. But there is an actual tab that I have saved on there, a bookmark saved at the studio. So when they click on that bookmark, the telephone inquiry worksheet shows up right on their wow. dashboard. Right? Yeah, that's great. And then so they fo they follow those things, but then I have another one. Uh, I have another one that, uh, or let me just say this: I that one that they click on actually is. Uh, let me pull my face back up because you can't see me. Um, that one is a uh, what's it called? It's a it's a form through Spark. And then I have all of it on there, and then it, we're asking these pointed questions. So like. Uh, let me pull up the, the form so I can kind of show you. And this is just if somebody, you know, gives us a call or they walk in, we, we have that tab on there so that we can pull it up. Uh, give me a second here. I gotta find which one it is. That's why I have it as a tab, so I don't know. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, here we are. Okay. The URL. All right. All right. So as it pulls up, you're going to see that, and you're not going to remember exactly what uh, what it had said before. But it's a great day at TriStar. I can help you. Great. My name is. Who am I speaking with? And then I fill that in. So I actually type that in there, and it will. And once I get through everything, it'll fill everything in the Spark. Um, from that That's whole awesome. conversation. So the so the telephone inquiry now is online. And, and then it automatically fills into Spark. Now, this is only probably, um, geez, uh, 7 to 10% of what we do. And what I mean right. by that is only 7 to 10% of our, of our people are walking through the door and or uh, calling us on the phone. 90% right. of the people are registering online. Yeah, and so you know, we don't funny, have to I, use this form very often. Good. I I rarely make phone calls anymore. Like I love text messaging, and to be honest, people respond better to text messaging than they do to a phone call. And and you know, I would say like I'll text someone and I'll call them and I'll get their voicemail, and then I'll hang up the phone 
and on my cell phone, I'll get a message that says, sorry, I'm at work. I can't talk. And then I'll say, can you text? And they say, absolutely. Um, and, uh, and, and then I'm like, oh, okay. And then we'll have a full conversation on text, but it doesn't look like they're chatting on the phone and their boss is going to fire them for that. So um, I, I rarely do phone calls, and then I'll set people up through text messaging with their first trial or to start their free month that we're doing and so on and so forth. So um, Ron, uh, Ron wrote, smart, I have not thought of this before. Use the Spark survey form while you're on the phone. Ah, Dwayne, you see, we're – hey, hey uh, Ron, we, we have a lot of great ideas that we do with your software, man, that we're using for our people. You should, that we're gonna, I want to interview him because we've had Master Trunk, uh, Park on. Um, and uh, he did a great call with us way back when. I forget what episode yeah. it was, but I'd love to do one with Ron as well. Um, and uh, I'm so sorry I couldn't make it to his event that they just did at uh, Master Park School down in Florida this past weekend. But maybe next time they do it, you and I could jump on a plane together and we could go. Um, and yeah, then you yeah the problem was I, was I was in St. Louis yes. because, you know, at the volleyball. tournament. So. That yeah. was great. I watched some of the games you were posting live. <laughs> yeah, and hey, by the way, Gus, our, our Facebook guy, said it's a new generation. People hate phone calls. And he's right, though. Like, I have people who would rather talk to me on text than they would on the phone. However, here's a funny story. Let me tell you a story. I just had a parent sign up for a trial and then sign their kid up. So after their first class, after signing up, I send them a text message, and I'm like, uh, what a great job your son did in class today. And the guy writes back, F you, like just straight out with an exclamation point. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, excuse me? Are you are you the right person that I'm talking to? And I go, we, your son just joined our school last night. I'm his teacher. And he did it again, F you. And then I'm like, are you sure? Is this the right number? Do you have a son? He's like, hold on a minute. And then he must have talked to his wife. His wife never told him he signed up. And then he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. My wife never told me that you guys signed up, and I thought you were spam, uh, a bot, and I was just messing with you. So I'm like, and he goes, I apologize. I said to him, I can't wait to meet you in person. He says, oh, are you going to kick my, my butt now? And we had like a fun text message conversation, but it was so funny how they react. People react differently. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing. So, so this is a great form, and this is great for calls. But let's, before we go into too much detail, do you have any other ideas on like what you, what you do other than this? Is there another thing that you take after you get them in this class and you, you have them do the phone inquiry? What, what's the next step? Yeah, so uh, prior, or, you know, let me say this, whether they call us or they opt in online, um, you know, from there we're pushing to obviously get some sort of, of uh, uh, their first class made, the appointment right. made. And right. so, you know, whether we're doing that over the phone or whether that's happening automatically, and when I say automatically, mm -hmm. not everybody does it. Uh, not everybody does it online automatically. Um, and just so you know, Ali, you dropped out again. Here we are. I don't know why that happened. Yeah, that's Let me weird. You back me here. too. I am I am I back? Yeah, you're back. Yep. Weird, right? That so, happened to us last time. It did. It did. So whether they do it online um, or they, you know, they're calling us or we're sitting they're right there in front of us. The next touch point, obviously, is I need to make an appointment. The nice thing about right. Spark. Um, and again, we're promoting Spark, I guess. But the nice thing about that is that they are able to schedule their their appointment online, which is really neat. Right. So after they purchase, um, and I'm going to try to pull one up here, just so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Um, uh, it's been a while since I pulled it up. So oh, here we are. All right. So let me pull this up. So after they. Um, Throw that in the broadcast. Can you see this? Uh, I see a black screen, but it's coming up in Teams. Okay. Um, so what they do is they get taken taken to this online schedule where it says, you know, hey, schedule your first class now. Spots are filling up fast. So after they opt in, you know, to do the actual um, trial, whatever it is, they get brought to our online scheduler. So if they're a three and four year old, they click here, five and six here, and seven and up in there. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you know this, uh, Allie, what's another wonderful add-in, and they didn't have this in the beginning, but what's another wonderful add-in with Spark is, you know, these these schedulers are each separate. So, you know, I created right. the seven and up scheduler, the, the five and six, but inside of, of the rules for those, you can actually select the fact that um, I only want 
the five and six year olds to be able to schedule out for 14 days. So you could make a whole year's worth of lessons, right? First class appointments, right. but they can only see the next 14 days worth. Okay. Yeah, I, don't know, know I didn't that. know that. That's, that's great. Right. That's an option in there. Yeah. So as soon as I found that out, because what I've been doing is I've been, um, you know, every month scheduling the next month. And I didn't like the fact that sometimes you could schedule, you know, really if I do it right now and I schedule next month, you actually can schedule a month and a half in advance, and I don't want that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So Yeah, and you know what? That's that's a that's a good, that is a good thing because I do see some people that I'm like, they said, I said, did you schedule your trial? And they're like, yeah, we're coming in next month on the 13th. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a whole entire month away, you know, like that. You know, I'm, I, and by the way, I love it because in my checkout page, once they fill out their name and information, goes Facebook ad right to the checkout page. Checkout page then sends them an email. The email is like congratulations, which is like the return email from the checkout page once it's completed. The email says, hey, congratulations. Now you need to schedule your class, and it has both schedules for my east and west ISIS location and the age groups, and then they just schedule their class. So, I mean, I'm forever um, so so incredibly shocked when I wake up in the morning. Like, it's a weird addiction. I don't know if you do this, but I wake up. I, my eyesight, I can't even see. I put on my glasses, and I open my phone, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got three people scheduled appointments today. Like, that's amazing. Like, just to have that automation is just such, takes such a burden off of me. This used to be something that happened now. Okay, I got an inquiry. I got to make a phone call. We miss each other. They're doing the whole entire process before I even wake up. And then it automates and sends them messages to remind them, which, of course, we preset all of that info in the computer. But, yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. So uh, so they go and they, you know, they, they click on, let me just click on 7 and up. Of course, the time zone is there. It automatically does the time zone that you're in. But just in case you need to change it, you can change it. Uh, and then you pick. Right? You, 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 you pick what you want, whatever's available, and that type of thing. Does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. So, so this is great. Um, I, I think from a lot of this stuff, what you're doing is from the technical side, which I love. So I'm going to let you keep on going with what you do. And then, it, you know, then I'll throw in some of the stuff that I just want philosophy-wise, what I think people should be doing to onboard uh, their, their clients. So keep on going because this is awesome. Yeah, well, uh, I, I just, okay, so just talking about the processes, if you will, um, you, you, you get the inquiry, you get the appointment made. Uh, with Spark, the nice thing is, yes, you, you kind of hit on it, is that if they don't make the appointment initially, then we are sending them emails and text messages to remind them to make that appointment. The other thing is um, I've also created inside of there uh, tasks for my own people to follow up with them with a physical right. phone call if the appointment isn't made, if that makes sense. Right. Um, yeah, so and, and by the way, right, you could do that where, like, they got a, they got an email, they got a text message. It, in Within those three processes, they didn't take an action. Then it'll you can assign a task or, you know, and it'll say, hey, make a phone call to, you know, whatever. And it comes up on our dashboard as an assignment. Yeah, and, and, and you can have it. What's cool about it is inside of that task, let's say to make a phone call, if they do happen to make an appointment, there's a rule that you can set inside of that task to skip this task if an appointment is made. Right. How cool is that? Right? Amazing. So we're not – yeah, and, and so – And by, by the way, how much – team have really thought all that through. How much have we, were we paying per month for the software – that we used oh to gosh. use, it was like three ninety nine or two ninety nine or something like that, or a month. Well, yeah, with Entreport, I was paying two ninety seven a month, and that gave me two logins. I had another login that I was paying another fifty bucks a month. So you talk about I mean, right. That's almost three fifty a month uh, with that. And then I also used um, um, uh, Teamwork, which is my task manager, and that was another fifty bucks a month. Um, right. And then I used my texting service. You know, so, and then I also had uh, uh, a billing software service called CardPoint, which is phenomenal, but it just didn't talk to, it didn't talk to uh, Entreport. This, all of this is under one head. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. Um, and by the way, so, so we, that we, we ended up saving all that money too by, and having it all in one central location to save us all this, like, oh, did this one do that and make sure it goes to here and trying to link them all 
physically link them all together by having an assistant, a program manager, or whoever, an admin, um, making sure those things are happening. So this is something that was really awesome. So very cool. So uh, make an appointment. Obviously, you've got to get them to come in and show up. So there's, uh, there's touches that happen when the appointment is made. There's an email that's sent to them saying, hey, here's your appointment day and time. Here's our address, yada, yada, yada. We also send them a text, right. a, a, a text through Spark the day before to remind them. And you can put in that text whatever you want. Obviously, I'm putting my address in there again. I'm putting in uh, the fact that I want little Johnny to wear, um, you know, something comfortable, shorts and a T-shirt or sweatpants right, and a T-shirt. Right. Yep, and, then, yep. and then we send them a text an hour before just to remind mm-hmm. them of that whole thing. So now right. once they get in, and by the way, by the way, after I didn't show this online, after they schedule their appointment, I, I take them to a thank you page. That thank you page has a video talking about where we're located, what they need to wear. I mean, I'm actually outside videotaping, showing, you know, the corner uh, where we're yeah. at because we're actually off the beaten path. You, you, you could drive by us for years and never even know we're there, right? Yeah. Um, so I got to make sure that I explain where we're at. Uh, so that's inside that thank you video. Um, and then in that video, I even walk into the studio, right? I'm walking into the studio yeah. saying, when you come in, you're going to come to this office right here. Our program director will get your child, you know, fitted yeah. with their, their belt. And we have a few paperwork things that we have to finish out. We'll give you a tour throughout the studio, uh, um, you know, and show you where everything is. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. Uh, but we'll, again, do that when you come in. And so I'm walking around the studio, showing them the studio and yada, yada, yada in that video. Um, then once they come in, they kind of at least feel like they've already been here through a video. Uh, and then that's when the, 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 the process starts. Now, let me back up and say, let's say in a perfect world, they fill out the online form. They schedule everything, right? And then uh, we see that we have a new lead that's made an appointment and, you know, we got a trial. Uh, we're on the phone calling them, letting them know that we got all that information. Uh, that, right. that, and then just reminding them to, of what to wear, uh, where we're located, all of those things again. And the yeah. reason I do that is because uh, I do not want them showing up. I spent all that time and money to advertise. I don't want them showing up anywhere else. If that makes sense. So yeah, and, and uh, you know, I don't do the phone call though. I actually do it through text message, which uh, I'm getting a little addicted to texting and no calls. If I don't have to make a phone call, I won't. Um, but uh, I love the fact that you're you take it that one extra step because it's that extra well, nudge. It's that let, that extra. I will tell you that. Yeah, I'll tell you about ninety percent of those go to voicemail anyways, and we're just leaving a voicemail. You know, but yeah, it is an extra right. touch. Uh, uh, so, you know, but, uh, so then, then what happens is once they're in, of course, we're going to get them their belt and take their picture and have their parents fill out the, uh, you know, sign the waiver, the digital waiver on our iPad. Um, and then we, uh, get them into class. And of course, we're going to show them around. We're going to, uh, uh, show them how to punch in on the iPad through Spark, you know, and, and, uh, that type of thing and get them into their class, introduce them to the instructor, yada, yada, yada. Everything everybody else is already doing, I'm sure, anyhow. The next piece to that is we've told them that over the next, uh, you know, few days, over the next five to seven days, you're going to get a series of texts and emails from Mr. Brummett. There's right. going to be five welcome videos that we want you to watch. Um, and basically, in those videos, Mr. Brummett is going to go over the whole program with you. So it's going to start out at the 25,000-foot view, and then he's going to bring you all the way down to the ground uh, ground floor. So please take right. time to watch those videos. In addition to that, we're also going to send you a uh, our uh, discovery session uh, um, form. And we'd like you to take a moment to, you know, take two or three minutes to fill out that discovery session so that we can mm-hmm. find out a little bit more about Johnny, what you would like uh, out of a martial arts program for him. Because in as much as you, you are, you know, trying this out to see if Johnny's going to like it and if this is going to be a good fit for him, we're also yeah. trying Johnny out and your family to make sure that this is a good yeah. fit for us yeah. as well. We right. want to make sure that we can provide what you are looking for out of a martial arts program for him. And so by filling out that discovery session, 
uh, that's going to allow us to be able to do that. That way, when we sit down during our enrollment conference, we'll have all the information that we need, and so will you, yeah. to make an educated decision on whether we want to move forward, you know, with with the uh, training here at TriStar Martial Arts Academy. Yeah, and I so just had, you know, we, that, no, go ahead. I was going to say, you know how we all always say we want, <laughs> one, one second. Um, so uh, I was going to say that while we always say we want them to fall in love with us, we also want to fall in love with them. And I just recently had a, uh encounter with this nasty mom. Um, her kid has bad anxiety, and um, she just refused to commit to anything because the kid has such bad anxiety. And every time I try to nurture her um, to sign her kid up, she'd always say, oh, you just want us to pay money. I'm like, no, ma'am, I'm just trying to help your child. She kept coming back with these snide remarks and comments. So I finally said, you know what, I guess. Honestly, my message is not getting through that I want to help your child. I can't change you. So anyway, long story short, we I have to fall in love with them too, and I didn't. So uh, I just stopped communicating, and she was out the door. Um, so it, it gives us a chance to, to look at the client as well that way. So that's all I want. Absolutely. To yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I was going to answer Brett's uh, uh, question here. He said, can they uh, uh, self-reschedule their appointments if something comes up? And, yes, they can. So in the text, which is neat with uh, the Spark application, in the text they can either, there's two links that they can click on. They can either click on confirm, which if they do on the first text, so the day before, if they click on it, then it's confirmed and uh, they won't get a text the next day. Right. Which is nice. Um, but if they don't, they'll still get that text. Both of those right. texts, whether it's the day before or the day of, uh, there is a link called reschedule. They can click on that and reschedule it, which is kind of nice. And then inside of Spark, um, you know, when you hover over their info on the on the, the dashboard, it'll show uh, that they have uh, that they they've rescheduled it. So um, just awesome. so you know that that that, that that's yeah. an option. But so now let me pull up just uh the like the videos and kind of how that works if that makes sense could you show a video yeah i'm not going to show the video like but I, just because i well i could uh, but uh let me see here cuz i saw i saw one of your videos just this morning i think you posted it on our on this page the martial arts school owners and you oh that's a different doing, one but you know what i wanted to comment if you don't mind without me picking on you a little i you're standing in your yeah, retail pick on area you. You're standing in your retail area again, and enough said Shut on up, that, Bobby. right? You had four pairs of comma hanging up, and that's and two T-shirts. What the frig, Dwayne? <laughs> that's By the way, I, I need need your help. Oh, you got to let's have me come out and do a seminar. I'd gladly love to just come and hang with you. Let's do it. I'm going to be in um, in Boston. Now it's not even close to you, but anyway, I've been I'm doing a few seminars. I'd love to come and visit again and do a class, and then maybe we could work on the retail that weekend and make it a project and we'll film it and show people the transformation. But um, but anyway, so back to you. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull this up. So uh, it's okay. just taking me a little bit. So I while you're waiting, I don't know the exact URL. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw figure that out as I chat. So so Dwayne's on the technical side, and, and he's showing you like a step-by-step -step onboarding process of what we do to get people in our school, but here's my dilemma. So um, I'm a ninjutsu school, right? Uh, a classical Japanese martial arts style. Um, just had a great debate with John Graydon over classical martial arts where he just flat out said, I find that stuff boring and a waste of time. And I'm on the whole entire other side of the spectrum where I love history, culture, and the reasons why we do what we do. And um, anyway, long story short, my school is very different. We're the purple cow in our area stands out way above the rest because we're the ones that don't don't look or feel like anybody else, right? We're so uniquely different that I use it as my own branding. So, But my problem has always been people come in and they don't know any better. They don't know what they don't know. So um, I have to always try to do my best through many theories of communication to be able to get them on board in regards to being a ninja, right? Having their kids say, not to say to the kids, we're going to karate today. We're going to go to ninjutsu today. You know, uh, you know, how's my little karate guy doing? No, how's my, my ninja doing, right? Like get that philosophy, the history, the brand in their heads.
so that when someone says, well, what do you do? We do karate. They go, oh, ours, and then they have an educated um, answer because they know enough about our school and what we do, our history, our philosophy, where it started, um, so that they realize that they have the Ferrari of martial arts in their hands, right? And, and by the way, it could be your system is the Ferrari of martial arts, no matter what it is, but it's how you onboard them, how you communicate with them in the early stages to make them understand why you are who you are, right? It's not just about getting them enrolled, getting them signed up, getting them to know how to do X, Y, and Z, um, but it's about getting them in the culture, getting them as part of your clan. I'm very careful about saying that, like the ninja clan, right? Or your your <laughs> tribe, right? So that's very, very important for us. So I just want to throw that in while you were looking. Did you find what you needed? Uh, I did, I did. So let me throw this up here. Uh, this person uh, started their trial last night. And um, so they got this text, which is right here, and it says, you know, Mr. Bremen here from TriStar Martial Arts Academy. I have a quick video about our program that I need to share with you, and then it has the link. And then it, an email also went out to them with it, too. But here is the, the page that they get taken to. And this is the, the, the focus of our program. So I talk about the three main focuses of our program and how they work. Obviously, the self-defense piece, the phys physical fitness piece, and the character development. And then... You know, uh, we have an app for our school through Spark, so they, they uh, get an opportunity to look at that and download the app, whether it's on Google Play or whether it's the, you know, the um, uh, iOS. And then, um, of course, I'm encouraging them to follow us online on any of these social medias. And then I have a testimonial that's here. And so that's the first video that they get. Um, that's awesome. The second video, the second video that they get, let me uh, pull up the second one, is, um, and, and, and by the way, that not only do they get that second video, but they can, if they didn't watch the first one, there's an opportunity to watch the second one on here. So, of course, it says your progress. It says step two of five. Uh, the video automatically plays, so i got to click that, you know, stop that. Um, but this is, we're going to go over how you're going to check in. That's how to use the iPad in order to, right. you know, check yourself in for class how to tie the belt, and any general information. So, you know, uh, again, where to put their shoes and coats, uh, if they need help with anything, where to go with those type of things that, you know, they can text us. If they've already downloaded the app, they can message us through the app. I mean, just all those general information things. If they didn't see the first video, the first video is here. Right. Um, nice. And then, of course, the app is all there. Follow us online. I have a different testimonial that's there. Does that make sense? Yep. All right. So then we get to the third one. Actually, let me go to the fifth one um, just because then it has all five on there. So the fifth one, I go, that's basically going over the prices. I'm going to go over the enrollment conference, everything that we're going to, uh, you know, talk about in the enrollment conference and how all the payments work. I even put what the length of the video is right there. You know, so they know what they're getting into before they even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you know what, what, what you just said right there, by the way, you know what they're getting into. I think that that's a big component. Like, for example, when I didn't have Spark and everything was manual, when people joined my school, I gave them a welcome to the family packet. I was one of those guys who had a beautiful 18-page welcome to the family packet printed yes. booklet. Um, it was almost like when you go to a car dealership and you get one of those books to take home with you. Um, but you know what? It was so nice, but hardly anyone read it. So they'd go, oh, yeah, I never, ever read that. And then I would do a 246810 recall. Oh, yeah. and they would just answer the questions as if they knew, but then they'd forget them two seconds later. So this type of slow drip, right, drip marketing automation um, is able to get them. And I love what you have on video five. They could go, if finally video five, they get it, and they go, oh, maybe I should look at these. Now they could go back on video five and look at one, two, three, and four and really get caught up because people are not so um, lethargic when it comes to wanting to do things. I just think they're so overburdened with so much white noise that, you know, they feel like, hey, I signed him up, I got it done, and I'll drive him there, but I don't have the time to sit and do all this other stuff. We got to catch their ear and get it to them so that they start listening and they take an interest. And once they see the interest, they're going to fall in love. And that's what you created here, which is awesome. And I love that you have other add-ons. It looks like you were giving away your book there and all this other stuff. 
Well, this is this other one here is uh, video number four. In the fourth video, I go over the school policy and also how private lessons work. Now, when I scroll down here, this is um, the welcome book that they get. This is a welcome book that they do get when they come in. Um, right. But in case they, you know, in case they uh, um, lost it or whatever, they can download it again from here. So when they click okay. on it, it'll open up. And this is the actual uh, booklet that they get when they when they come in. Yeah. And there's a bunch of information that's inside that booklet. It's a little six by six, uh, a little six by Beautiful. six booklet, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I love there it. It is right there. Yeah, this is great stuff. So on onboarding, I mean, and we're running out of time, and we still haven't even kind of touched the top of the surface. So I think that we should, if you don't mind, maybe <laughs> do maybe do another call to continue this conversation next week um, because there is a lot more. Well, so, so if people I are mean, interested. Yeah, I think so. And if they're not, they don't have to watch, right? But they can always, you know, they can always wait till we do a different episode. Um, but at the same time, like I love, you're, you're only, you're, you're, you're not even past the point of them. Now they got, they joined the school and they're just getting information now, right? And that a lot of the information that's in those videos that you're talking about could probably be shared with the, with the people, right? So for me, like, for example, in um, in my little warrior curriculum, two- to four-year-olds, I have this entire world that I built around that curriculum, right? So I have a book called The Three Kings. It's a kid's book. I have a little plush toy stuffed animal. In fact, let me show you real quick. They're on my shelf back here. So um, I uh, I have this little eagle. His name is Washi. And, and then we have a wolf, but I've never gone into production on the wolf yet. Um, but I have the eagles. So there's a bunch of stuff, and then I have shirts that have the characters Eagle, Bear, and Wolf on them for the Little Warrior curriculum. So remember, people, when you're listening, that you when you onboard people, you should be onboarding and segregating them into different marketplaces, right? You have if you have a little kids curriculum, you have an older kids curriculum, you have a youth curriculum, you have an adult curriculum. Every message should be different when it comes to those people. For example. Don't talk about the deadly knife fighting techniques and all the stuff that you do to the three-year-old class. You know, those moms are listening about cutesy, fun stuff. Um, they want to know what will make their kid the best big boy when he grows up kind of thing. So communicate to them in a specific way so that they understand and their ears are peaked. Don't fill their heads with stuff that's not relevant to them. And a lot of people do that, so that creates white noise. And what happens is people start hearing white noise and they eventually shut you off, right? So segregating your marketplace. So for me... When someone joins my two to four, six, two, two to four year old category, um, I, uh, I have a separate set of emails that goes out to onboard them, what they should be looking at, what products, and also, hey, you, don't forget, we have these shirts, we have these jackets. So the onboarding process educates them. We do these type of events, um, you know, parents' night out. I'm telling them about everything so that they're fully educated, hopefully, and they, they know what goes on in my school. There are no Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know we had to buy gear. I, I didn't know we had to do this. I didn't know we had to do it in a right. tournament once a year. I didn't know they had to wear their uniform to class. Like, you know, we explain the reasons why these things are so essential, so important, and why. And, by the way, I used to do a lot of finger pointing. I'm learning not to do that. And, and by the way, a lot of it has to do with that book you bought me, which is called Negotiate, uh, Never Split the Difference. Um, by Chris Voss, and I told you, I think I texted you the other day, I'm doing his live program on Masterclass where he does the seminars. Yeah. It's 16 or 18 classes that he does on, on you know, negotiations and communication. He's, he's amazing, by the way. Um, so uh, I stopped pointing the finger at people, and I started to say, like, you know, this is why it's so good for them to wear their uniform. Not like, you better wear your uniform because it's my rules. It's like, no, this is the lesson they're learning by being prepared to class, by being ready to go, by having the uniform wash, you know, sitting on his bed, you know, that kind of thing. There are values for your child. Not for me. If they show up in, you know, in underwear on their head, um, other than looking inappropriate, it's not going to really affect me <laughs> if the lesson is for the student. You know what I mean? So, uh, so that's part of the onboard process. So did you want to – we have six minutes left. Did you want to close up with any other things before we go? Gosh, yeah, I, I suppose um, we could revisit this next week if you want and do another, yeah. like, an additional call uh, to this because uh, we haven't even signed them up yet. Yeah, right. that's what I mean. Right? Yeah. So 
let's do this. Let's see if we can in the next five minutes do due diligence to close out at least, hey, now they're signed up so that next yeah. next uh, call we can talk about the onboarding process for students. Okay. Does that sound yeah, good? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Go. So for yeah. us, yeah, for, for us, real quickly, um, you know, when we had them in there, uh, during their first class, we, like I said, we gave them all that information. We're texting stuff and emailing stuff over a period of time uh, to quickly answer um, uh, James's question. No, uh, Spark does not tell me if they've watched the video or not, but I can go and see if they clicked on the link inside of an email, uh, but that still doesn't tell me whether they watched it. And no, I can't tell if they clicked on a link in text messaging. It just there's you, Nobody's come up with that yet, uh, at least that I know of, <clears throat> to be able to do that. I just assume that those things are happening. Um, to a certain degree, I, I assume that they're happening. So now we get to the enrollment conference date. That date was created during their first class. Now, rule of thumb for us is if they're, let's say they're doing a two-week free trial, on their third class we're sitting down with them for the enrollment conference because that gives us the fourth class to reschedule if they haven't talked to their spouse, didn't watch the videos, or still need to make a decision. Um, and that's mm -hmm. congruent if they're doing a, a, a one-month trial you know, on the third week, we're going to sit down with them, so at least they have one more week to make a decision uh, whether they're going to move forward or not. And so that's kind of how we uh, that's how we do that. It is a physical sit down um, to see if they want to move forward. If they have any additional questions, obviously, in my fifth video in the enrollment conference video, I tell them to write down whatever their questions are. So when they come in, they have those questions for us because that's the time that we've set aside to be able to give them one-on-one -on -one attention. Uh, with that. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, they either sign up or they don't. I don't mean to make it black or white, but that's really how it is. It's not to say that we don't follow up later on, meaning I've had people that say, you know what, I really don't think my son or daughter is ready for that. Like, for instance, this week you had somebody that said, you know, I wanted to see her a little bit more serious about this. Um, we want to wait a little while and then come back and try it again. So inside of Spark, I created a task that's going to, we want to contact them right before um, uh, right before the summer. And so in May, we're going to give them a call and say, hey, would you like to do another trial? We'll give you the same type of trial, which they had a one-month trial. So we'll do another trial in the, in the summer for them, if that makes sense. So we're, uh, you know, continually, continually following up with them. I know that you actually are doing some of the online stuff with regards to sign-up, right? You're actually, through Spark, sending them their, their, their contract to fill it out online, right? Yeah, not only am I not only not only am I taking and onboarding and signing up new memberships, I'm doing almost all my renewals via Spark, digitally sending them their, their renewal agreements and having them sign up. <coughs> but I've been trying like because I've been communicating with the people as they're doing their trials, person to person, teaching the classes, texting them and saying, and by the way, if I taught you a class tonight, um, I would most probably come home over the very next day, say, Dwayne, you did an amazing job yesterday. I'm really proud of you. Oh, my God, really? You think so? So I'm communicating throughout the entire process. Then I go, congratulations on, you know, completing your one-month free program. Um, awesome job. What do you want to do? Oh, no, we want to keep them going. Awesome. I could send you the digital agreement if you'd like. All you have to do is sign it, and then we'll do your payment information afterwards. Okay, great. Send it out. And I do that all the time. It's pretty amazing. Like, I don't even have to meet with them. They're, when they come in their next class, they've already been signed up and indoctrinated into the pricing and the, the program and the payments and all that. Now, can you uh, have them on that agreement put their own payments in there, or you have to do that in-house? No, no. Um, I don't think you can do it uh, on the contract portion. So I send you a contract, you sign the contract, then I send you a text message with the link to put in your credit card info, and they fill it out online. Okay, okay. So it's, so it's a, a two-step two process. Two process on that one. Okay. That might be a good yeah, thing for awesome. Spark to improve, right? They could put all their information and their card information in as well on on the contract and get it done. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, I'm not sure if they do that for a reason, so it's separate, you know, because I guess maybe encryption and, um, any of the codes for the credit cards, you know, however they do that, it might have to be a separate kind of thing. Sure. Okay. But, yeah, All right. that's, yeah, that's, what, I'm, that. that's I, what I'm doing a lot of. Now, James James says here he's he's been doing uh, online registration for about three years now. It's the best thing that he's ever done. Yep, yep, yeah. I mean, and I, why? I'm, ass I'm why assuming registration is sign-ups. 
Yeah, I hate, listen, I'm so lazy about doing things that I don't have to do. So, like, for example, um, you know, people are like, hey, can we meet? I'm like, well, if you want, I can just do it right here and send it to you and we're done. Let's spend the time we're going to do together when we see each other just chatting about nothing and, and cool stuff rather than doing paperwork and all that other stuff. So let's get this part out of the way. And uh, if people are gung-ho and they want to sign up, they have no problem doing it. And the greatest thing, even on Sparks, it tells us longitude and latitude of where they signed. So if they go, I didn't sign that, it goes, hey, that happens to be in the living room of your house, you know, where you're at when you <laughs> signed it. So it has everything on there. So well thought out. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's literally taken me so I no longer need a program manager sitting at my desk. I, I don't need um, an admin person doing this work unless I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't mind, like, right now I'm in my home office. You can see me. I, I spend most of my time here. I take my nap, and then I go to the dojo and teach. Then I come home and hang out and, and watch TV. So it's, like, pretty much simplified my life in a way that's created such amount of freedom for me and saving me a fortune on payroll, too. Right, right. Well, I'll have to look into uh, doing the enrollment conference via email. I don't know how I feel about that. I'd like to do it, but I also don't want to lose the uh, – uh, the personal face-to-face -face either. Does right, that right. makes sense? Yeah, but I do that when we see each other, when I'm teaching, when you're there, right? You're going to see them, right? So, But the good thing is what if we're not going to see them because you, you're in on a Tuesday and they come in on a Wednesday. That way now you've done all the communication, sign-up process, and get it done, um, and then uh, and then you could communicate when you see them in person. And, it's a, and it takes away the pressure of the business side because now it's just, hey, you and I are chatting about your kid or your program or how you're liking it, that kind of thing. In fact, yeah, I just got a text like message. I just got a text message from a parent who got in a car accident who signed our contract digitally online and asked me to put it off for a few weeks because they now have no car. So I just got it. This is all, all digitally done via text messaging. And I just got a text message that said, uh, her text message says, at this moment, it's really the transportation. I really want him to start, but I don't want to do it unless I have a definite ride. Um, cabs become very costly, blah, blah, blah. So once I have my vehicle fixed, I'll be back in um, because he really wants uh, he wants to get his white belt, you know that kind of thing. So it's kind of cool, right? Like stuff I would this stuff I never would have done it would have been all making a phone call, leaving a message, hopefully catching them when they came in. We'd have enough time to talk, and you only have a certain amount of time in the day because you're teaching or you're you know they're there for only forty minutes. So this takes all that out of it. It's just a great thing for me. Well. Yeah, and I guess maybe that's my angle is that, you know, my time is best spent on the floor with your child and, 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 and yeah. you know, not processing all this paperwork. It's kind of like that's right. why I have a billing system because I'm not an accountant. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, good. So do you want to commit to doing another call on this topic next week? Yeah, I, I think we should talk about the onboarding process of a brand-new student. Right, once they've joined. Yep, once they've joined. I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you see what James wrote there towards the end here? No, what did he say? Is he starting trouble again, that guy? No, no, no. He said, in fact, I refuse parents all the time who want to sit in-house. If they insist, uh, I give them a tablet. So they, they, you know, they want to sit down and do it. He'll give them a tablet to have them sign up. Uh, and then he right. said people are now so used to doing things uh, online with payments and stuff, especially membership stuff. So – yeah, that's the wave of the future, so I guess I might as well get on board, right? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Well, you're on board because I got to do what you did on the video series because that's just – I got to shoot those videos, and I love how you do them. What do you use, the Smooth? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, so you kind of – that's the Smooth is like a, a handheld tripod that you, it moves with you as you're moving to keep it fluid, and I bought one too. I love that thing. I haven't used it in a while. I got to get back to using it again. But uh, it's some amazing. of it I use just a stationary tripod. But yeah, there's a, there's a few of them that I'm moving as I'm talking, which kind of makes. And so you take your videos and you edit them yourself, or and you edit them all on your phone. Uh, I do, yeah, yeah. And it depends on what I'm trying to do. Like that one that we, that where I posted that that was yes, I edited the video and then I uploaded it to um, uh, 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 Content Samurai. That's the one that then I can put the words and all those other things along with it because it oh, does right. it automatically. Very cool, dude. Awesome. So, all right, man, we're over time as it is. So let's just jump back on next week. I hope the listeners really got something out of this. And, and um, you know, uh, I, I appreciate your time and effort and everything you shared with us and, and so on. So uh, 
until next week, I guess we'll jump back on and complete the process for onboarding and how to get people to really truly indoctrinate into your brand, to your to your culture. Yep. All right. Thanks, Sally. And then I just want to remind everybody that uh, you can subscribe to our podcast by going to uh, schoolintertalk.com, and uh, all the information is there to subscribe. Or you can just look us up, School Talk, on uh, your favorite device or devices. All right. Thanks, Sally. All right, Dwayne. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. See you soon. Bye. All right, bye.